Hello, you amazing people out there, and welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I'm your host, Angel, and this week in the spotlight is missing one other person, uh, Phil Pepe. So we were having some technical difficulties this morning. We just couldn't get him on, but when we did, it just kind of cut off. So it's just going to be me this week, um, unfortunately, or fortunately for some of you. Uh, so yeah, this week's Indie Spotlight, um, for those of you that are not familiar or brand new to the podcast, is where we take uh, usually number ones of independent-owned uh, companies, uh, take their number ones, read them, and then give our two cents on them and recommendations, and you go out there and make the best decision you can when buying new comics. So there you have it. This is for the week of June 23rd, 2021. We had three books that we had uh, picked off the shelf this week. And I'm just going to dive right into it. So the first one is called Good Luck. And this one is from Boom Studios. Is that correct? Yeah, Boom Studios. Um, written by Matthew Ehrman. Uh, illustrated by Stefano Simone. Simone uh, and lettered by Mike Fiorentino. Um, yeah, so with Boom Studios, they, they've got some really great stuff out now. Um, I'm reading Berserker of theirs. I'm also reading Seven Secrets. Um, and there's another good book that just came out recently. Uh, we only find them when they're dead. So really cool out there concepts. They got some great stuff and they've got a great library. And I picked this one up just, you know, hoping that, you know, it'd be in the same boat or the same wheelhouse as the, the things that I've enjoyed. Um, and as always, we will not put anything down. I mean, there's something for everyone out there. Um, but Phil and I did have a discussion and uh, for both of us, the concept was really cool. That's why we picked it up. So you basically have the physical embodiments of uh, good luck and bad luck. Um, and they're down on earth at one point and they were, you know, touching people and, and uh, giving them either good luck or bad luck as they, as they went through. So that kind of concept just kind of grabbed us and we said, you know what, let's give this a try. Um, and then reading it throughout, there are points where I just, I don't know if it was me or I, I just felt lost in the story and the concept of these guys that don't have any luck at all being the heroes of the book that need to save everybody with their no luck. So I'm probably doing it a huge service and I'll, I'll definitely give it another read. Um, but first go around, there was just some points where I felt disconnected or uh, at sometimes confused with the story um, was trying to accomplish. But with that being said, I mean, it was really well written in regards to understanding what was being written. Um, it was just the concepts themselves that were kind of just foggy or really vague, or maybe just the jumps in the story um, that kind of disconnected um, myself. I can't, I can't speak for Phil. Um, but the art in it is, is sort of like that uh, simple cartoony art, you know, two-tone color kind of thing, which I, I really enjoy. Um, I think maybe simpler panel layouts um, because a lot of the coloring even though it's beautiful just kind of blends a lot of the panels together especially the ones that are overlapping so you, you have to spend some time trying to you know see where the images are and how they relate on the page to what's going on um, but with that being said when the simple layouts are used just you know the regular panels um, it, it's really quite beautiful and easy to follow um, so the book definitely has, you know, something going for it. Um, and for anybody who really enjoys, you know, sort of like that, I would say almost like omnipresent or, or, you know, deity kind of, uh, you know, 
undergoings of things that manipulate people or inspire people, whatever you want to say, um, they may enjoy this book uh, a lot. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll definitely give it another read. Uh, I know how tough it is, especially with like issue ones and world building, um, all the concepts that you need people to, to grasp um, and then move them forward along the stories, you know, learning people's names. And the more people there are, the more it just kind of, uh, it makes it a little bit more challenging to, to, to get people to, um, you know, fall into the story because um, you spend so much time trying to learn who people are, what their motives are, um, and then the dynamics between themselves. So, yeah, uh, if you're into that kind of, you know, deity and, you know, uh, I, I guess uh, galactic and, and cosmos kind of uh, concept of stories, um, this one may be for you. Um, yeah, Good Luck by Boom Studios. Cool. All right, moving on. So the second one that we had on the docket was Vinyl. And this one's from Image Comics. And this one is written by Doug Wagner, Daniel Hilliard, uh, colorist uh, Dave Stewart, and letters by uh, Ed Dukeshire. Um, and, you know, Phil reminded me of the guys that actually, this was the same team that wrote Plastic. And Plastic, for you don't know, is a, a comic that came out quite some time ago. I believe it was through Image as well. Um, and, you know, the way that Doug writes that just really out there concepts, and a lot of it has to do with, uh, like, a psychological thriller, um, but then not drawn that way, or it's drawn more in this, uh, I don't want to say cartoony animated style, but actually the art reminded me of uh, Ryan Otley, sort of like the, the squarish art, uh, which works. It, it works for the book. So you've got, like, all these horrible things going on, but then... For some reason, the art is not as graphic as what's going on. Um, or I, I shouldn't say it's graphic. I should say it's gritty because it is quite graphic. Um, but the grittiness is not there. So it lets you, sort of lets you keep your eyes open without having to put your hands over your, you know, your hands over your eyes so that you can't like really see what's going on because it's so grotesque, which really works for me because it allows me to read this horrible thing that's going on or see this horrible thing that's going on in a panel without being squeamish about it. Um, I, I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but that keeps me engaged in the story, which is great. Um, so yeah, so I, when I read Plastic, it, it was so far out there because it was an ex, I believe an ex-CIA agent um, that was roaming around with a uh, plastic doll that he was pretending that was his wife. And then for some reason, these guys get a hold of her, I think after they steal his car, and there's this whole chase of him trying to find his wife for taking out all these people. So he was like a really top uh, CIA agent. And I guess his interpersonal skills with other people weren't quite there. And this is why he created his relationship with this doll. Um, but he was really good at his job. So it was a short miniseries. I can't remember how it ended, but I just remember being blown away with just even the concept of that. And a lot of it had to do more with the psychological aspect of you know, what the main characters have gone through to get to the point where they are, yet still be functional in the job that they do. Um, and this job just happened to be killing people really well. Uh, vinyl is, is, is similar in that concept or in, in that same vein, where you have pretty much uh, an FBI, I don't know if they're FBI or CIA, um, but just an undercover agent who's trying to capture the serial killer that we see from the very beginning. Um, can't remember his name, um, but... It's sort of like, uh, if you've seen the movie What About Bob with uh, Bill Murray, he reminds me of that character where they're sort of oblivious 
to everything that's going on around them, except in their one little bubble. That's what it seems like from the outside. But in all actuality, they're taking everything in, but simplifying it so much that it agitates the people that are around them. And so this character um, um, that they're trying to capture, that they find themselves sitting um, at a table um, where the agent is trying to get the serial killer to confess to crimes that he did a couple of weeks ago. But the serial killer is, and they've been doing this for quite some time, so they've been having this, building this relationship, and the FBI agent or is, is getting at the very end of his, his rope uh, with patience, with trying to get this guy to, to flip over and, and confess. And uh, the serial killer is just really just, you know, blank-facing more about him appreciating the time that the FBI agent is taking to grow their relationship, uh, which is really funny. So you have these two guys sitting down with coming at this relationship from two different perspectives. One who wants, you know, nothing more than for this to end and the other one for it to continue, uh, which is hilarious. Um, so basically it's still sitting there. Uh, the, the, FBI has a earpiece on and, and people talking to him in his ear saying, you know, keep his cool or whatever it is. And, and he's just at the head of his rope and he just wants, you know, to get this whole thing over with. While they're sitting there, though, a woman, a woman and a couple of people come up to the table addressing the FBI agent. Uh, I believe her name was Madeline. So long story short, she had her son, I believe, um, wrongfully, she believes wrongfully accused and put into prison um, by this particular agent. So she's part of like this huge cult and she has his daughter right there and says, if you don't come with me, I'm going to take it out on her. So basically he stops doing whatever he's doing with uh, the supposed serial killer um, and walks away with these people so that he can save his daughter. Um, all the while, uh, the serial killer um, is watching them walk away. Uh, he believes that they're friends or whatever. Uh, he tries to intervene. She says, don't. And kind of ends there, and then they walk away. Later on, uh, I believe you see them at the compound, and the serial killer is running, you know, rolling up uh, on his bicycle, and then has this conversation with Madeline once again. Says it'd be a good idea if you let my friend go. Yada yada. She refuses as as she would, um, and he says, okay, don't worry about it, and he leaves. Put something in her mailbox. Not sure what it is yet because we haven't gotten uh, that far. Um, in the story, um, and then comes back to the compound later on, and uh, starts to disassemble uh, <laughs> her security team, which is fantastic. So you see them actually on the screen. Um, he puts on this actual like teddy bear, uh, uh, I want to say mask, um, and I guess that's his persona or whatever that allows him to kill, because he's actually quite a cheerful guy, um, and he likes to listen to vinyl or vinyl records so i'm assuming that's why it's called vinyl um he's always listening to either his ipod and he collects vinyls um but at the end what we see is him um disemboweling two of the security guards um and pretty much uh letting madeline know that uh you should have heed my warning um yeah gruesome uh scary as all hell because you know whenever you can kill somebody with a smile on your face um you're just trying to figure out what's going on in the brain or behind the scenes uh, for that, so I'm uh, definitely gonna. I believe this one's gonna be a short. I would imagine it wouldn't go any longer than six issues. So I'm gonna hang in there. These guys didn't disappoint last time, and I'm hoping it's the same way. So uh, vinyl, 
uh, issue number one from Image Comics. If you like that type of, uh, you know, horror, psychological thriller stuff type stuff, uh, definitely give it a go for sure. All right. Uh, final one is uh, Spawn's Universe. So if you've been listening to the podcast for quite some time, you know that the very first book that I ever bought with my own money was Todd McFarlane's Spawn number one. I believe it was $1.95 and 92 ish. Um, and I read it for a long time. I got up to like almost issue 100 uh, before I had to, you know, drop it for a while and then picked it up again in the 200s, um, early 200s. So I'm missing a bunch of issues. But what I've done is I've actually gone back and started reading the trades. And I'm up to, I believe, trade number five. Um, just trying to, you know, get some backstory again as we move forward. I was really excited when Tom McFarlane announced that he was going to be expanding his universe. Um, and, you know, it, it's been a long time making. I mean, we're already at issue 318 or 19, somewhere around there. So w- while breaking the record as being the longest independent comic running, um, it's just a really good time for now to, you know, let the reins out and trust some other creators. Um, because Greg Capullo did draw a big chunk of it in the very beginning. Um, along with himself and then he handed it off to a couple of other people uh, that were great towards the, the later rounds um, and now expanding the universe I believe he's still going to be writing up a, a big chunk of it or plotting a lot of it um, but letting other artists you know have um, some time in, in the sandbox which which is fantastic because it'll allow him to tell even more stories bring in even more characters as he expands the universe which would be really cool uh, for those of you that don't know what Spawn is, uh, basically you had uh, another CIA agent who was killed and made a deal with the devil to be able to come back um, so that he can see his wife or be with his wife again. And, and um, the devil said, cool. He said, cool. Um, and all he had to do was be one of his um, hell spawn, is one of his dominions, so that when uh, the war with heaven and hell would happen, that he would be one of his soldiers. Um, but the devil being the devil that he was, or one of the devils, um, he tricked him. So he did allow him to come back to earth. He had the Hellspawn suit, uh, costume, and, uh, it was five years later. And in that five years, his best friend married his ex-wife, um, and they ended up having a child, a child that they could never conceive or he could never conceive with his wife. Uh, a whole bunch of things happened from then on. So basically you have, you know, a, a pack with the devil. Um, devil tricks him and then this whole tale ensues of you know him trying to find a way to be with his wife um, which in the end never really happens um, sadly but he ends up becoming Spawn um, and then from those middle issues I'm pretty sure there's some other things that I can't wait to read but in the later issues uh, he spends time with um, the daughter of his ex-wife who I believe ends up having powers as well. I have to go back and read those issues again. But I believe she does. I'm not sure where she fits in as of recent because uh, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from the new stuff while I'm reading uh, the old stuff. But it did get sort of like uh, very horror um, for a while. Um, and, and that's when I was starting to come back. And it kind of threw me out. I mean, yeah, you could say that it, you know, when it first started, it was pretty much a, a 90s superheroes book uh, because you had, you know, just the basic protagonist and antagonist, um, one being the devil and one being the light. Um, and then later on, uh, uh, Todd had taken his turn 
for it being a, a, it was drawn like really like it was meant to be a horror book um and there was some cool stuff in there but it kind of threw me out of what i was used to so when i jumped back in and it was that i was like whoa there was a big change here um not that it's bad or or good i mean if if you know people like that stuff then they fell in love with it really quickly and for me it wasn't what i was used to reading when i first started it so um, it took me back a little bit but then now i think with issue 300 um, it started going back to its roots as far as the drawing style storytelling wise it's, it's still been the same um, throughout and consistent because todd has had his hand in it which is fantastic um, but now it's 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 almost back to that style of, of what i was used to back into the 90s um, evolved a little bit but you know in a very good way that i appreciate um, so yeah so uh, so as far as recent uh, mythos of, of the spawn uh, world uh, I'm not too keen on it because like I said I'm going back and I'm trying to catch up on it so that I can have the whole thing so hopefully by the end of this year I should be all caught up um, and to the point but I had to pick up Spawn's universe because I'm really excited to see what um, Todd McFarlane is going to be doing with uh, uh, the regular Spawn character and then inviting all these new guys like the Gunslinger, uh, the She-Spawn, um, Scorcher uh, King Spawn's coming, so so really excited with this. So basically, if you pick up Spawn's Universe, it's an oversized book. I believe it's 44 pages, so a nice chunk of story that you get. Um, and you have the main story. Uh, you have a sh and three shorts uh, that deal with the Gunslinger, Medieval Spawn, and She Spawn. Um, so I did read it all, you know, just because I wanted to do this review. So there's stuff in here that's mentioned in previous issues. And what he does really great is he kind of puts the asterisk unless you know what issue it's referencing. Um, but, yeah, I find myself just a little bit like, oh, no, I want to go back and read those issues so I can understand how it all fits into the story. Um, because when I was reading, it was Melboja who was the main devil. And I believe he's already been killed quite some time uh, so a long ago. And then there was an Omega Spawn that was of recent who seems to have been destroyed as well. So basically where we're at right now in Spawn's kind of universe is the seat of hell has been vacant uh, for quite some time. So there's, I think, going to be some fighting over to see who can fill that spot, whether it's these fallen angels um, that are working with uh, another angel who's trying to keep them in check, or whether it's going to be some other demons. Um, and I believe an old character, what is his name? I always screw up his name. Uh, Caglistrio um, is not the guy who I thought he was in the very beginning. Um, he actually becomes this new character called Sin, um, which is not a very good character. Um, but the movies, the, the the point here is that it's moving along, which which I really like. So it brought in some old characters like Saigor, which was really fantastic. Um, the art is great, the storytelling is great. It made me want to go back and read those other issues to kind of really you know dive into the whole mythos again of what's been going on in Spawn since, since I left it for, for that time. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited. I believe the new antagonist is somebody called the Disruptor. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. So I'm going to try to see if I can catch up reading and then and, and jump forward into to this. So if you are a Spawn fan, um, you're definitely going to enjoy this. The three minis were really fantastic too because they're kind of setting up what's going to come into the future of Spawn's universe because um, I believe some of them are going to be getting their own books, which is great. So we'll have you know four or five uh, Spawn books that we can be reading um, at any given time, um, which is really cool. So yeah, congratulations to Todd on that. Thank you for you know hopping me into the 
the whole comic book industry again back in the 90s when Image started um, and Spawn being my introduction to, to comics again. So for those of you who are Spawn fans, you'll definitely enjoy this. Um, if, you, if you've not read Spawn, I'd definitely give this a, a go. Maybe even go back to 300 because that's a good jumping point on. Or pick up the trades and, and see if it's your thing and, and then move on from there. So that would be pretty cool. Um, art's great. Writing's great. Uh, yeah, color's fantastic. Uh, the artist that he chose to you know bring on board and help tell the story uh, is a wonderful selection. So yeah, Spawn's Universe from Image Comics. Give that a go. Uh, if you like. All right, so those are all three recommendations for this week or three reads. Um, go to your local comic book store, ask for them, give them a go, um, and see how you like them. Uh, as always, I'll write in the notes the independent books that I've continued to go with. Um, I believe this week there's about four or five. You got Chariot, Old Guard, Shadow Service, Phantom on a Scan, um, and Shadecraft. So uh, the story's still compelling on, in those books. That's why I'm continuing with them. Um, so feel free to check those out as well. Um, and as always, if, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, I have a really cool colleague of mine, uh, Matt Patron, uh, who's going to be on in a couple weeks, you know, discussing his projects, his life and what he's going through and uh, how you guys can connect with him on his projects uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. And then we'll have Jeffrey Scott um, on as well, who is the creator of uh, Drunk It Out of Space. Um, of the Kickstarter that we have going on very soon. It's going to start, I believe, August 1st. So definitely check out AmazingActionComics.com so that you can get onto our email list there and we'll let you know when it's launching. Um, but it should be launching on there. We'll have Jeffrey on there so that he can discuss his uh, book, you know, what, what kind of drew him to that story, which is fantastic. You guys are going to love it. Um, it's, it's quite out there. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to be a guest on our show, uh, AmazingActionComics.com slash podcast. Fill out the form. I'll contact you. I'd be more than happy to, you know, promote who you are and whatever projects you have going on at the moment. Um, as I stated before, visit us at AmazingActionComics.com uh, for any additional info on projects that we have coming up. Um, and then definitely the Kickstarters that we're going to launch starting August 1st. And we have some really great content uh, coming your way. Justin and I are excited to, to bring that to you. Um, so, yeah, that's our show for this week. Uh, look forward to coming back to you next week and hopefully we'll have Phil here um, and then we'll probably have some other stuff in between. So until then, be amazing, stay amazing and read something amazing.